everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Hey, it's Sarah. I'm so glad you're joining me for another episode of Conversations with Sarah. Today, ladies, this one is for you specifically. And it's something that has been a long time coming that I've wanted to talk to you about. It's all about hormones and our health because you know it. Um, we can get a little cray cray <laughs> with our hormones sometimes. And I've learned recently, I don't know how it's taken 39 years for me to realize that there are things we can do to help our hormones, that we don't have to live in agony once a month every time our period comes. Uh, same for our kids. I have a teenage daughter. When that time of the month comes around, lots of different things happen. And in today's world and medical field, I guess I should say, it's very common for doctors just to prescribe birth control pills because of cramps and issues and all, a variety of different things. And I've been very blessed to learn uh, a few years ago that, hey, there are different options. You don't have to go on birth control pills because of your cramps. You don't have to go maybe on all different hormone replacement, different things, uh, just a variety of things that in conventional medicine, when we talk about that, that word, that are kind of norm, the norm. And there are alternatives. And that's what Dr. Jerica Sweetnich is going to be talking about today. I, I wanted to bring her on because I've talked uh, several times in different podcasts about my health journey the last couple of years. It's actually the reason why I started this podcast I had gone through a variety of different things. Main thing, mold illness, finding mold and finding the source, then getting it out of my body and getting better from that. And I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia years ago and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm doing so much better now. And one of the things that also has kind of plagued me is hormone issues throughout the years. And I've been working with Jerica personally on my hormones. She, I call her the hormone queen because she knows so, so much about this. And it's like, you have to come and talk on the podcast again. She was on a previous episode talking about gut health, which is also so important. And uh, surprise, surprise, gut health and hormones are connected as well. Everything's connected in your bodies, ladies. So if you want to go back and listen to that one as well, I think it would be super beneficial. But today we are focusing on conquering the cramps <laughs> because yes, it, it can be done. I, I re still remember the day when Jerrica was talking and I was talking to her and she's like, yeah, you know, it's not normal to be, feel like you're going to like lose your mind and not want to talk to anyone and be angry every time your period comes. I'm like, what? That's well, that's how it's always been. That's how every one of my friends is. And um, it's a wonderful thing to realize, hey, there are options. We're going to learn more about that in a second. But I just want to drop a word of inspiration because this has been in my heart recently. Um, 
And that is when you're listening to these podcasts and you're hearing these ideas and you're hearing different doctors talk or different people that I talk to, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. And it's like you you leave the podcast and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then life happens. And it's just hard sometimes. And I get that. And not everything's going to happen overnight. Actually, a lot of it's not going to happen overnight. And that's okay. My biggest phrase that I've been telling myself lately is baby steps still move us forward. I can't stress how important that is to remember because a lot of times these journeys, whether you have a chronic illness, whether you have something going on in your family life that's causing a lot of stress, it's not going to be fixed overnight. You do uh, fix chronic illness, you didn't get this way overnight. You're not going to be fixed overnight. But to know that those little things you do and the little steps you take are still moving you forward has been something that's been really encouraging to me to remind myself. And I hope you get that from this podcast. I, I was thinking the other day, I just got a Peloton. Oh my gosh, you have a Peloton. Um, follow me. I'm Sarah Spin 20 And uh, like a year ago, I couldn't even work out. I didn't feel good. I was having just a lot of issues that fatigue that really held me back from working out. And it was because of some of the mold stuff that I was going through. And we eventually, actually through Jerrica's help and lots and lots of prayers, <laughs> God really led me, I think, to Jerrica and finding all this stuff. But um, we found out where the mold source was. And within a few days, I was starting to feel better and went through detoxing and a, a bunch of different things. But all that to say, it was a big struggle and frustration wanting to get to the end point, wanting to be able to exercise, wanting to do this. And I was riding the Peloton the other day. And you know, you just have those moments sometimes where it hits you and you say, yeah, I remember thinking I could never get here. And I did. And I hope you guys remember that. Just remember there is something ahead of you and it might take a little time. And if you're just spinning a little bit each day, you're still moving forward. So that's my little inspiration before we start. I hope you love this podcast. Just a little bit about Jerrica. Um, she's at Revitalized Med in Fairlawn. She is a naturopathic medicine doctor. And she uh, practices using the uh, focus and finding the root cause of diseases and utilizing really a personalized holistic viewpoint. I like to say is if you've heard of functional medicine, it's the idea of finding the root problem of why you feel the way you do. If you're labeled, you know, maybe fibromyalgia, for example, they dig down a little bit deeper and try to find out, well, why do you have that in the first place? Why do you feel like that in the first place? Um, and it's been really life-changing and transformational for me to go through that and find those things. If you have any questions, uh, Jerrica's just great. You can find her on Instagram as well. We'll put all the details and notes. But I think today, even just learning a little bit about hormones is going to help a lot. So without further ado, let's conquer those cramps, ladies. So I'm very excited to have Dr. Jerrica Sweetnich with me today, naturopathic doctor. She's at Revitalize Med in Fairlawn. I've worked with Jerrica now for a while, and I 
feel like it's one of those things where you pray a lot when you're going through different things for me. And that prayer then leads you to the right people or the right situation. And Jerrica has definitely been one of those people for me. So very thankful for her and taking some time today to help, help us and help all the women listening Thank you. So many things that relate to hormones that we go through on a daily basis. So Jericho, if you don't mind, I wanted to start off with three positive ways that you've influenced me because I think it will help other people. Now there's been plenty more than three, Um, but number one is kind of fun because I just showed you I was drinking (laughs) Taco Chico. Is that how you say it? Yes, you got it. (laughs) Mineral water that's carbonated. So I love that. But also in that vein, you've also shared with me some good coffee. So, so many of us drink coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Coffee can be good for you, but you've shared with me a coffee that's mold-free. It's like yeah. good for you. What's it called again? Purity coffee. Purity coffee. And you can actually save 20% with your code. What's your code again? It's Dr. Sweetnitch, D-R and then Sweetnitch. Okay. There you go. So you can save 20% on that. Um, So just learning some of the new things that you always share on Instagram. The second thing that you've really helped me learn is that attitude plays into so much with healing and, and the idea of not thinking I'm so sick, I'm so broken, the attitude more so of I'm fine tuning Mm -hmm. and the different perspective you can have on things. And it changes a lot. And then the third thing is kind of why we're here today talking. And that's periods do not have to be painful. What, what rock my world period? I mean, so many women have gone through that for so long. I remember the first time you were talking about that and I was like, what, that's really how it's supposed to be. I've never heard that before. So anyways, we're going to get down with some hormones today, conquering the cramps. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to use that now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's conquer the grams today. Um, I want to start off talking first a little bit about your story, because I feel like a lot of people get into functional medicine, naturopathic, uh, more natural ways of doing things because they've been through something themselves. And that's true for you too, right? So how did you get to where you are today, helping, helping so many women? Sure. So when I was, I think I was 23 or 24, I started having period problems. So all of a sudden I had actually just gotten off the pill about probably a year before. And I just like many other women, I went on the pill when I was about 18 for acne Mm -hmm. and you know, it's supposed to be the miracle cure all for all hormone problems. So I played into that and I was on it for a number of years. I stopped. And then about a year later, was when I started having issues. And so I was getting my period every other month. I was extremely irritable. I mean, I remember I was living in Chicago at the time and I remember sitting in traffic and I was just raging. I was so angry. And then I also was getting, I was having hair loss. I had about a quarter size um, spot on the back of my head where I just didn't have hair anymore. And then I had a couple other symptoms as well too. So I went to the OBGYN and she's like, all right, well, we'll run some labs on you. We'll do an ultrasound. We'll see what's going on. So I did all my lab work, did the ultrasound. She brought me back in 
And she sat me down. It was about a 10 minute appointment. And she said, okay, well, you have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And what that means is we're going to put you on birth control to regulate your hormones. And if you ever decide you want to have kids, we can talk about fertility treatments then. And so I went into that appointment thinking that, you know, nothing was really wrong. It wasn't a big deal. We're just going to maybe do something small. And to be handed a diagnosis like that, where I was 23, I wasn't, you know, having kids wasn't on my radar at that time, but to have that taken away from me possibly in like a matter of, you know, snap of a finger, I just sat there and I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even process it. And I just remember saying to her, that's it. That's all that you have. And she said, well, yeah, that's, you know, we can talk about different birth control options. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to go take some time and think about this. And I remember I got in my car and I'm like, no, this is not okay. And so I, I try to, I, at that point in time, I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do my own research. And so I did, I was in naturopathic medical school at the time. So I had at least somewhat of a little bit of knowledge of what was going on physiologically. So I studied, I started really cleaning up my diet. I did take some supplements. I did some other things. And long story short, within about three or four months, my period started regulating. And again, long story short, I have two children. I had no problem conceiving them. Um, but I can tell when I kind of, when I go off and don't do the things I'm supposed to do, that's when I start to have my imbalances again. Mm -hmm. But that's why I'm so passionate about this. And I'm not here to knock conventional medicine by any means, because conventional medicine is fantastic for a number of different things. But for chronic illnesses, such as polycystic ovarian syndrome, what I had, that's where we in functional medicine really tend to shine. And so I see woman after woman after woman given these diagnoses, these chronic diagnoses, like, well, you just have to live with it. Or even painful periods or heavy periods, well, you just have to live with it. And I, we're here at Revitalize to say, no, you don't. Right. There's so many things that we can do. Right, right. I love that so much. So I want to go back to the birth control pills there for just a second, because that was something that is told to so many people for various reasons, for acne, for painful periods. I myself have had doctors a lot try to put me on birth control. And um, I always say, no, I don't want to do that. And I have my reasons why. A lot of them are because I've learned so much from you and Dr. Scott. Mm -hmm. But I was just having a conversation with some friends the other day. She has um, two daughters in college who mm -hmm. have... Uh, really painful periods. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking and I was telling her about you and how we're doing this podcast. And she was like, wait a minute, what? There's other alternatives, you know, there, we don't have to just do this or we don't have to just do that. Tell me more. And it, it I guess, talk about the pill for a, a little bit and why it's not always a great option. What are some downsides to it? And maybe what are some alternatives to the acne, to the, uh, to the painful periods? Sure. Well, first of all, in, in functional medicine, with what we do, we're always trying to find the root cause of disease. So why are you having your symptoms? And so when we look at women's health and specifically revolving around cycles and periods, heavy cramping every single month, heavy periods every single month, severe acne breakouts, severe PMS. Well, if you're having those symptoms every single month, that's not normal. That's your body telling you there's something that's imbalanced. There's something that's not going on or that's not going the right way and doing things like it, it should be doing. 
So what happens is, again, when you go to the conventional medicine, they tend to just say, okay, here's a birth control pill. So there's different types of birth control pills. Some of them have synthetic estrogen and progesterone. Those are our two main female hormones. Some of them are progesterone only. And the the key is, is that these are all synthetic hormones though. So there's a difference between synthetic hormones and what we make naturally. But I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, but so what birth control does is when you start taking those pills, those hormones, the whole production of your own natural hormones either gets completely shut off or it gets declined. So that's why some women do feel better when they're on the pill, because maybe they had a big imbalance going in and they were making a lot of estrogen and they weren't really making any progesterone. Mm -hmm. They take the pill And then that shuts off their own natural production. So then they're given that specific amount that's in the pill. So some women do have um, alleviation of their symptoms, but you're not fixing the problem. The other thing that can happen is some women have worsening of symptoms. And the reason, usually the reason that I see for that is because a lot of us may have trouble getting our hormones out of our body or metabolizing our hormones. So it doesn't matter if it's a natural production of your estrogen, progesterone, or if you're getting it in a pill, if you can't get it out of your body, you might have a buildup. And again, that can lead to an imbalance. Mm. So what we do at Revitalize is we always, we always try to find out what is going on. Where is your imbalance? Where is the root of the issue? And we try to fix it from there. So Um, for the most part, for women that have really heavy periods, most of the time it's due to an imbalance of having too much estrogen. Are you getting a lot of estrogen from your environment? Do you use plastics? Do you heat your plastics? Um, what kind of personal care products are you using? Do you have a problem metabolizing or getting estrogen out of your body? There's ways to test for that. So we really, we sit down with our patients. That's why we spend so much time with our patients because we're like little investigators and we want to know all the facts. And that really helps us to get to the root of what's going on. So one of the things that came up as I've, cause I've done all that testing with you. And one of the questions that came up that um, I loved your answers, cause I've had doctors tell me before, well, yeah, you can test your estrogen and progesterone or your hormones in one given month, and it's totally different the next, or your hormones change all the time, so testing doesn't make a difference. Right. So that that's why when I was talking a couple minutes ago, that's why I was saying if you have the same symptoms every single month, that's the key. Yeah. If periods are okay and you have one bad month, that's completely normal. Maybe you were stressed out that month because stress definitely impacts your hormones. Um, but it's, again, it's the, it's the repetitive symptoms. It's the same thing. If it's the symptoms that start to impact your life where you have to cancel your plans once a month, every single month, that's when we, we really think that something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true because it usually is that it's been a problem for years or, you know, however long you mentioned stress there too. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen the world in such a stressful state as I do right now. And again, we've all had our ups and downs, but right now it just seems like everything's added to us. So just talking about stress, does that play into women's hormones and our ability to, I don't know, you talked about metabolizing estrogen and all of those different things. Yes. Big time. Stress plays a huge role. And it's really about how you handle stress. So stress is never going to go away, right? We all have stress in our everyday life. 
But if you're able to handle that stress, if you've got good outlets, then you should be okay. Sometimes when we've got too much stress or if we don't have those good outlets or if we're not taking the time for self-care and taking care of ourselves, that's when we can end up with issues. So a stress does a number of different things to our hormones. Number one, it increases these binding globulins, which directly increase estrogen levels. So again, if you've got too much estrogen, that can give you symptoms. If you've got too much estrogen, that will also lower your progesterone levels. So then you end up in this big imbalanced state. When we're stressed, we also tend to burn through B vitamins, which are necessary in order for us to metabolize estrogen and get them out of the body. So there's a number of different ways that stress affects us, but I will tell you, I lately, about the last month or two in clinic, I have seen high estrogen after high estrogen after high estrogen on some of my patients, or the majority of them, I should say. And I even found that myself. I was just telling you before we started here, I just got my hormones checked because I was feeling off and my estrogen is insanely high right now. I'm going to do hopefully a live on it at some point to show everybody. Um, but it was because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was watching the news. I was on social media. I was really letting that stress saturate me and I wasn't doing enough stress relief and I wasn't taking care of myself enough. And that's kind of my pattern. I know when that happens and moving forward, and this is what I always tell my patients too, is, okay, we know what the problem is now we have to fix it, but how are we going to prevent this in the for in moving forward? So it's also about, you know, prevention and preventing this from happening again. That was my number two, the reason why I loved you when I first started, because that's going back to the fine tuning. It just reminds me, you know, even you being oh, yeah. as healthy as you are, sometimes just things go a little wacky. Stress gets to us. We're all human and we all have to continue to find new ways to uh, deal with stress, for instance, in this case, because I too <laughs> have high estrogen. <laughs> We're estrogen sisters right now um, working on that. <laughs> but what what are some of your, I'm just curious, ways of coping with stress? Because we've talked about this before. Like I turn off my phone now early. I don't watch the news at night. Um, different things. How do you, what are some of your tricks? I turn off my notifications on my phone. I've deleted the Facebook app. Um, it's unbelievable how much social media plays a role, especially for me. Mm -hmm. um, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. So I've done those two things, but I have to exercise. If I am not sweating every day, it just, it's a recipe for disaster. So exercising, turning off all electronics, spending time with my family, um, reading is a big one for me too. I do like to do affirmations. Um, I, I like to meditate here and there. I don't like to do it all the time though. That's kind of a, I just, I need to, if, if I'm in a high stress state, I need to do something and I need to release the energy. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. That's why you like exercise so much. I'm telling you, I just got a Peloton and <laughs> It's been a game changer for me. I sweat so much. You're going to get one. I'm going to convince you. I just need to pull the trigger. It's been a whole new, but it's been like for me, whatever works for you. But for me, that's been one of those things where I'm like you, I need to go and just work my stress out and delete the social media apps. But yeah, I think we forget sometimes how stress can play into our hormones um, so much. 
One of the other things I wanted to talk to you about is this is a conversation that comes up a lot with women and my friends is that in having wine, some of my friends, you know, drink occasionally, some of them drink a glass of wine every night. Does alcohol uh, play into our hormones as women? Yes. Yes. And there's a number of different ways that it does. So the first way that a lot of people don't realize, and this goes for men, for women, if you're having alcohol close to bedtime, because that's what a lot of people do, right? It helps you to relax. Alcohol is probably one of the worst things that we can do prior to bed because it disrupts our sleep. Even just a glass of red wine or white wine, whatever it is, can actually inhibit us from getting into that good, restful, deep sleep that we need. And if we're not sleeping, that affects our hormones. Mm-hmm. And it can definitely lead to imbalances. So that's one way. The other way is that, especially with red wines and things like that, is that there's a connection between estrogen and histamine. And so you see see those women that get flushed and that have really red red faces. Um, That's a sign that it is impacting your hormones and that you're having that, that odd connection going on there. Um, And not necessarily wine, but beer drinkers. So beer is actually made from hops. Hops is a botanical, and it's what we refer to as a phytoestrogen. So phytoestrogens, and for most people, they can actually sometimes help to balance estrogen levels. But if your estrogen's low and you start drinking all this beer, it can actually raise estrogen levels. So you see that, unfortunately, in a lot of men that are beer drinkers and kind of sedentary and then they gain weight and Mm -hmm. things like that. So yeah, absolutely. You know, a drink here and there isn't it's not going to cause a big disruption, yeah. um, especially, you know, you, you got to weigh the, the benefits here. So if you are just grinding Monday through Friday, if you're super stressed and if it's the weekend and you're out with your friends and you want to relax, have that glass of wine, whatever, you know, right. um, but to do it every single night, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about too how gut health plays into hormones. We actually have another podcast. You were on with me very early on when I started and we talked all about gut health because I've really struggled with that and I'm in a good place now and you've really helped me with that. But when I first started on this journey, I had no idea that gut health can play into hormones. So how does that work? Okay. So this is really, really cool. So in our large intestine, there's something called the microbiome. And the microbiome is this collection of bacteria and yeasts and viruses. And there's about 4 trillion of them. It's large. So it's, there, there's a saying that there's more bacteria in your gut than there are cells that make up your body. So some people will say you're actually more bug than you are human. Yeah. Um, but these bugs, what they, they do a number of different things in our body. And we're learning more and more about our microbiome. But specifically for hormones... There is this collective group within the microbiome we refer to as the estrobilome. And what these bacteria do is they take estrogen that gets processed through the liver and it comes to them. And what they do is they package it up and they'll put it into the stool so you you can excrete it out. If you have a gut dysbiosis, meaning if you have a imbalance in your gut bacteria, What can happen is those bugs can release an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, and what that enzyme does is it takes estrogen and it actually puts it back into the circulation. So that's been a big problem, again, for me, is that you you can do a stool test and measure this, and I have had the past two stool tests that I've done, I just did one recently, 
I had really high levels of beta-glucuronidase. So what that meant is that I'm not that third step in estrogen metabolism was not working for me because my gut bacteria were off. So wow. it's kind of wild when I tell women, hey, it might actually be your gut that's causing your hormonal imbalance. And everybody looks at me like, what? And I'm like, I swear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and those are some things, if you're new to the world of functional medicine and new to the world of learning about all this, you're like, what? No one's ever told me to test my gut before. Mm -hmm. um, and for that matter, back to the hormones, no one's ever told me that I can fix this without taking the pill or anything like that. So uh, for a lot of people, that's a whole new world. And I think another whole new world is that certain foods may contribute to how we feel and what we're, we're going through with our hormones. Are there certain foods that are better, worse? We talked about alcohol and how that can impact us. And I wouldn't have known that a couple of years ago. Um, are there foods that are like that? Sure. So, you know, the standard American diet is just chock full with um, unhealthy fats, with fried foods, with sugary sugary foods, and um, these, you know, really simple carbohydrates. So when you eat the standard American diet, what's going to happen is your blood sugar is going to be spiking up all day long, up and down, up and down, up and down, and that can affect your hormones. So that can lead to a hormone imbalance. Um, inflammatory foods. Again, all of those foods that I just listed can also create and cause inflammation in the body, and that can lead to hormonal imbalances. That can also lead to gut disruption, which again can lead to hormonal imbalances. So it absolutely does matter what type of food you're eating. And I talk to all my patients about diet because the way that I like to describe diet is, is if you're thinking or if you think about somebody building a house, what do they build first? They build the foundation, right? The mm -hmm. foundation and the framework, and then they put the walls and the roof and all the other things on. I tell people that your diet and hydration, that's the framework and that's the base of your entire body. So if you are trying to fix yourself by going to the closest vitamin store and stocking up on 97 different supplements, but you're eating Twinkies and McDonald's, it, that whole house is going to fall eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I love that you mentioned the 97 supplements because that was something else I was just talking to someone about recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, you have the capability to go out and buy a lot of supplements on your own without a prescription, without, you know, just Dr. Google there to help you. Oh, well, this works for this and this works for that. When it relates to hormones, because people are listening to this and they're going to think, okay, well, maybe birth control isn't the right thing. Because um, several women have been on birth control. I mean, I know women in their 40s that are still on birth control. Oh, mm -hmm. And it's very concerning when I hear that. So I always want to help people get off the pill and find natural options. Are there supplements that they can take right away? Is it something, you know, I think they should be tested before I recommend any supplement? How does that work for you? Sure. That's a great question. So this is going to be different practitioner to practitioner. I personally don't like to give any recommendations until I see the test. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of different reasons for that. Um, so first of all, when I meet with my patients, the first time I spend an hour with them, we go through past medical history, family history, all that good stuff, their chief complaint. And then at the end, that's when I determine what type of testing is needed. So when they come back for that follow-up visit, I've got all my notes from that entire hour. I've got the test. So I feel much more confident giving a recommendation 
having known and being able to see all of that information. Um, I usually don't like to recommend things on the first visit. Now, there, there are supplements that are pretty benign that most people can benefit from. But the other thing that comes into play, in my mind at least, is money, to be honest with you, because a lot of people are concerned about money. So I don't want to recommend something that might not be the most important thing for you and then tell you at that follow-up visit, hey, you need this and this, and then have a financial problem with that. So that's why I really hold off. Um, it's it's too it's a it's a two sided or a two parted thing. Sure, I like I think you've told me before. I'd rather test than guess, or exactly. test not guess, <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense. I've never I've never thought about it with the supplements though, because those sometimes they're not cheap, and you're spending a lot of money on those. You might as well test and know what the problem is exactly in the first place. Okay, so. Last big question around all this hormone stuff from your experience, what is the biggest myth or misconception that women have about their periods? That it has to be painful and it has to be a week every single month that you don't feel like yourself. I I mean, I, we bond over that, right? Like right. If you Google period yeah. memes, a million of them pop up. And it's, I want to kill my significant other and I want to rip my uterus and all these like really vulgar things, Yes. but it's because we're so miserable. And I just, I, I wish we could just scream from the rooftops. You, it does not have to be that way. It really, really doesn't. And in fact, if that is a problem, you might be setting yourself up for issues 20, 30 years from now, as far as possibly having cancers from having a hormonal imbalance and too much estrogen and things like that, that we want to make sure that we're addressing now and that we're fixing now so that you can live your life optimally. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, I just, when you were saying that it popped into my head, how I've had friends in their thirties have breast cancer and have double mastectomies in their thirties. Mm -hmm. I've had two very close friends yeah. that that's happened to. It's just, mm -hmm. it's so important to get your hormones checked and, and balanced out. Um, the last thing I do want to, Oh, actually I do want to ask you this mm -hmm. related to that last question. What should a normal period look like then? Sure. That's a great question. So a normal period should be something you, you can have minor cramping during a normal period. That's fine. If you're debilitated though, if you have to sit down, if you have to take something, that's not normal, but minor cramping can be normal. You know, a, a, a non, um, I don't want to get too vulgar with your listeners here. So I'm trying <laughs> to choose my words wisely. Um, <laughs> A flow that is not, that you're not worried about leaking or that you don't have to change whatever you're using every hour. You shouldn't have to do that. Okay. Um, having a little bit of PMS can also be normal, a little bit of emotional, especially if you're having it like the day before. But if that's lasting two weeks prior to your period, that's not normal. Okay. Um, so those minor symptoms, again, it's really the question you, I tell most people to ask yourself is, is this inhibiting or is this affecting my daily life? Mm -hmm. And if it is, that's when you should probably go and get your hormones checked. Good. Well, it's so nice to know that there are other natural options that you don't have to always take the pill, uh, that you don't have to be miserable and feel and bond over PMS. We can, we can find plenty of other things to bond over. Um, now, just for you personally, what is one thing that you do every day 
that you feel you're making yourself better by doing? It could be a supplement. It could be a ritual, whatever. What do you think you do every day? Um, you know, I have to say, I honestly, at night before I go to bed, I pray at night mm-hmm. and that just, I, and I didn't always do that or, you know, when I did as a kid, I went to a Catholic school and then I got away from it for a little bit and I started doing it again, probably the past, ever since I had kids, to be honest with you, because when you have kids, game changer, right? Yeah. Uh, and I found that if I don't pray at night, I just there's just nothing that calms me down and that centers me. And it's, I just give all my worries away to God. And I just, that, I just can't say how much that that helps me. I love that. Trumps, trumps all the supplements and all the things that you can Amen. Say. Amen. I was joking a couple of weeks ago, I fell asleep praying and I'm like, there's, there's nothing better than being so calm that you fall asleep praying. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So tell everyone, first of all, follow you on social media because you give a lot of great content and learning that you can follow along with and videos and all kinds of stuff. So what is your Twitter handle? Or I'm sorry, Instagram. I was like, oh gosh, I don't remember what my Twitter is. I don't know where that came from. I don't even use Twitter really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My Instagram handle is jsweetnichnd. Okay. And your practice is Revitalize Med in Farallon, right? And you also, let's talk about this for a second, because I think this is a big deal. You're so good and have such a heart for reaching to women and want to reach more women. So you actually started a program where it's a, a monthly program. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we are, because because insurance companies aren't on, you know, they're, they're years behind in most things, they don't, we don't accept insurance in our office because they just don't cover what we do. Mm -hmm. So the, the upfront cost can be a lot, to be honest with you, if you're just coming and paying as you go. So we created these memberships with the idea of hopefully being able to allow a wider array of women to come in and get access to our care. So what the membership entails is it's a monthly fee that you pay every month for a year. And it includes all of your visits. It includes testing. It includes portal access to me. So I check my messages about once every day during the week. So if you have questions, you can just shoot me a portal message. Um, It gives you a discount on supplements, IV services, which we're starting to do, and a couple other things. And you get to meet with our health coach, Beth, and she's just fantastic at recipes and helping with dietary guidelines and dietary um, restrictions if you need help with that. So we were just trying to make it more accessible to people yeah. because we understand and you know it's it's gone over really well so far. So it's so exciting. I was so excited. I had to tell everyone about it. Um I want to really encourage everyone to check that program out. It it just makes it so accessible for everyone. So you know sitting there saying I can't afford it or I don't want to do this or you know now you have options and you can get better. Um, baby steps still move you forward, even if it takes a little time. Um, I love that. So thank you so much. We'll hook up all of your details on the podcast notes as well. But I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it. (laughs) 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I always learn a lot each time I dive into this stuff and so much to learn. But again, just those baby steps, just little things you can do here or there. I'm sure Jerrica would love if you reached out to her. Reach out to me if you have any questions. I love when I get messages from you and hear those positive, encouraging stories that you've taken a next step to feel better. And I would love, if you like the podcast, to leave a comment. A great comment goes a long way. So if you could subscribe or give a good five-star rating, it's greatly appreciated. And I hope you all have a fabulous day. Remember, baby steps still move you forward. Thanks for listening.